Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today y Manana. I'm Alex. This is Michael. We're very excited to have you joining us here on a hot morning. Very hot. Hot morning here in Charlottesville, Virginia, but that just means it's a great time to get out of the heat into a great place, get a nice cafe con leche, sit down and watch some Today y Manana here on the I Love Seville Network. My dad to be joined by Michael um, this morning. I'm happy to be here. Right. I'm it's happy been a while to be here. It was, I, no, no, actually, last week. It was just week, last week. Last week, it was you and me. Thank Before you, that, Alex. it had been a while. Yeah, it's yeah. It's been a while since I've been out with a new look. I didn't recognize oh, you. Oh, yes. Your new, uh, <laughs> your new glasses. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been a new look. <laughs> yeah. You had a new look. But uh, glad to be here. Of course, love being here on the Isle of Seville Network, uh, presented by Emergent Financial Services and with our good friends, uh, good partners at Castle Hill Cider, Matias Young Realty Credit, Sirius Insurance, and Forward Adelante. Uh, we had a great show lined up for everyone this morning. We're going to be joined shortly in the show by Jess Walter Sifitsari. She's the owner of Link as well as Painted Orange, great entrepreneur that we have here in Central Virginia. And then later on in the show by Scott Cunningham, Director of Operations, and Josh Langford, an instructor at the Living Earth School. So we got a great show lined up for you this morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm thankful. Today's a good day to be thankful that AC was uh, created that all those was years invented. ago. Yes. Yes. Because we have, uh, had, uh, we have had a little bit of an experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Alvaro Martinez watching the show this morning says because of the weather it would be nice to have strawberry lemonade instead of Ooh. a cup of coffee. They have Bernardo, uh, owner of Sombreros, right here on downtown mall. Yeah. Strawberry lemonade. But I'm sorry, sombrero. Bernardo. I got to go with horchata every time. Oh, it might be horchata. I'm on horchata. But their strawberry lemonade, for the, they make it like they do in Durango, mm-hmm. Mexico. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's so good. So it's a great day to go to Sombreros as well mm-hmm. and see our good friends there. Thank you for watching the show this morning, Bernardo. It's always great to uh, our, our good fans. Nicholas Erpi. Is watching this morning as he should be. We'll see if he's got some uh, some comments for us. And uh, but it's, be sure to send us any uh, comments, questions that you have for us this morning, or for our amazing guests. So I mean, I don't know about you, but I I'm excited to to jump right in this morning. You ready to go? Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. So we're excited to welcome to the show this morning, Jess Walters. If it's sorry, she is the owner of Local Link as well as Painted Orange and a great entrepreneur and just really as a advocate for everything entrepreneurship in Orange. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, guys. Thanks good for morning. having me back again. No, thank no, you for coming. Thanks on. for coming it's back. Great to be here. Yeah. No, we're glad we're glad to have you here. So for those who. Haven't seen you said that you were on around this time last year. For yep. some, for the new members of the audience, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then maybe a little bit about local link. Yeah, so um, I'm out in Orange. Uh, I was here last year to talk about my business, Painted Orange, mm-hmm. which is a paint your own studio. I like to tell people that if you can put paint on it, we'll do it there. Mm-hmm. We've done a little bit of everything. Um, I do a lot of in-studio stuff, but also I've been working a lot more with breweries and wineries and places like that doing on-site events so that when people are going out to have a drink, they have an activity that they can do, kind of getting the best of both worlds, forming those partnerships with other local businesses. And that has led me to Local Link, which is a dedicated pop-up venue that I am starting in Orange. It's in the downtown area, so it's walkable, so that it's part of that Main Street community. But it's for people who are starting a business or who may have a home-based business, and they want to dip their toe into having a storefront, but doing a long-term commitment of of even two or three months is is too much. and so they can come and be with me for an evening, a day, a weekend. You know, we can look at a week at a time and give them a chance to test things out and see how it goes. 
um, and see if, if having a storefront is right for them. So that's the idea behind the new business. That's fantastic. That's a great idea because I know, I mean, you're, you obviously have you've got some great history with CIC here in the uh, yeah. Sarsfield Community Investment Collaborative, great organization. And one of the key things, like the 16-week workshops, and even like when it comes to microloans and stuff, is like, what's the market validation? Like, what, what, right. how do you know what the market is for your product or service? And sometimes it's hard to really know just by asking family and friends, and you kind of want that space to be able to say, hey, can I? you know, test this out Absolutely. without committing to a long-term lease. Or Absolutely. And, and part of that class, having gone through it, is the customer interviews that you do. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do a whole lot of interviews and you're getting a lot of feedback. And so a site like this is really sort of a place where people can come and they can go, okay, these 30 people over here told me that they'd really like to see this. Let's see if that tests out. Yeah. Let's see how that works with my model and if I can pivot my model to what I thought I was going to do mm -hmm. to what these people are asking for and, and blend it in there together and so yeah I'm, I'm excited to be able to offer that and the other nice thing about it having gone to a lot of vendor things throughout the summer you know from sort of April to September you see mm -hmm. a lot of craft vendors and different yeah. things on site for people but from October to to March, where are these people going? Yeah. You know, you're not outside having these vendor things. You're not able to do that. And so this is an indoor space where year-round those people who you would be seeing at the outdoor vendor markets, now they're going to have an opportunity to have somewhere that's climate controlled that they can come in yeah. and they can offer those things. So That's fantastic. Interesting. So when you, um, when you said that you kind of like create a space for like potential like small business owners like they have like a home base operation does that mean you kind of like renting your space out to them like for example if I'm like trying to become like a baker and I'm like oh, I want to see if I could have my own bakery does that mean you like lend your space to them to see if they could create like a mock bakery or sort of so it'd be more like a storefront so they would okay. like a baker would have to prepare their stuff where they have a kitchen okay um, and then they could bring it and they could say okay let's let's see if people in downtown Orange want to come mm -hmm. to a bakery and shop there and do those mm -hmm. kinds of things. I can tell you that if you have a bakery, coming to downtown Orange would be great because yeah. ours um, is no longer there anymore. Mm. Kim Adamson was fantastic, but she went back to being home-based, and so we, we don't have a bakery in Orange. So if anybody's listening and has a bakery, <laughs> get in touch. I would, love to, <laughs> I would love to have you out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing, you know, seeing is there a market for this? You know, mm -hmm. I think I have a great product. I think people are going to want yeah. this. Is there a market for it in this area? Um, and getting those people that experience. And it adds diversity to the downtown businesses that are available. So it benefits the other businesses mm -hmm. that are there as well. Mm -hmm. You know, economic development and the chamber are always working on fostering businesses and doing those and kinds of things. Yeah. And so having something come in that is marketed and, you know, people know they're going to be there, then they're going to come out and they're going to shop there. And while they're walking up and down the street, they they're going to go to the other places mm -hmm. and they're going to go, oh, I didn't realize this was over here. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really just getting people out into the community and shopping locally there. Absolutely. So how big is the space? How many, like, pop-ups at a time to so be in the space? I want to be able to start with just one so that the person who is there is the focus. Yeah. Uh, I would love to expand over time. Um, it would just depend on what that looks like and, and how much interest there is. But 
I've talked to a lot of people and there seems to be a lot of interest in, in having the space available. So I'm hopeful that we can start it here and show people mm -hmm. that it works. I was having a conversation with somebody about it and they went, why am I not seeing this more in sort of different places? And it's, it's getting away from that traditional mindset that a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, still have of, okay, if I want to have this business, I have to find a space and I, I have, have to be there and yeah. I have to do that. Be a little bit more flexible with it and give yourself mm -hmm. that room to start and to grow and to build into what you want yeah. to do instead of taking on so much at the beginning when you're still figuring out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I spent a lot of time doing that when I started my business, figuring out what it needed to be. Yeah. And this gives you the opportunity to do that. So yeah, without locking you. Yeah, there's still a lot of that mentality of like, yeah, you you just lease a bus storefront or a building, right. and you know the challenge with that is, of course, yeah, you're always going to be no landlord is going to give you a lease for right. a week, no. two weeks. I mm -hmm. mean, you're going to be looking at a long-term prospect there. Right. And the problem is, you may not want to be there long. You may within a month or two of your business say, oh, you know what, this needs to be tailored this way or. Yeah. It actually made more sense to run it out of my house for the time being. So you kind of have to, in that early phase, be flexible. Yeah. And this gives you some of the flexibility to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're not taking on a giant financial strain that's very mm -hmm. stressful for people because it changes what your motivation is. You have, mm -hmm. instead of, I want this business to be successful, it's, okay, I have to make money and I have to do I this and this those building. things. And so it... it Relieves a little bit of that financial anxiety mm -hmm. as well for people, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we've got some people joining us already. Rosalia de Rosalia Cordaro joining us from uh, New York this morning. John Blair watching the show this morning. Thanks both of you for, uh, for tuning in this morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, so out of curiosity, what was some of the, like, the genesis of it? Did you kind of begin to sense that people, this was a need in the community or? There's... There's a need for more shopping options. Mm -hmm. And then just having talked with other vendors at the vendor fairs and things yeah. like that, and them going, you know, I'm coming up on my slow season where mm -hmm. I go back to sort of doing nothing with this business yeah. and, and going, well, what if you had a space? What mm -hmm. if you had somewhere that you could do it? And everybody yeah. was just, yes, I would love that. I would love if there was a place in February where I could do this, you yeah. know, because people who sell jewelry at vendor fairs but don't have a, a storefront business people still want jewelry in february so, you know with valentine's <laughs> especially day, january, with valentine's february. day yeah you know, they, so. they, exactly they're not going to go out to a vendor fair they might it might be cold and they're like ah, i'm not going to go to a farmer's market or right. something so it's nice to have an indoor place to be yeah. able to do that yeah so being able to offer that to 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 both sides of it you know because the customer still wants the product they're mm -hmm. just finding it in a different place and the person who's making it still has the product mm -hmm. they just need a place to put it so that's that's the idea there no it makes total sense and just being an entrepreneur because obviously you have you have this now you're working on it you have painted orange what's it like for those i know there's there's definitely some entrepreneurs that have been on our show and people that watch that they're like they have that kind of two ideas that they'd like to pursue What's it, what's it been like to sort of have the two businesses at the at the same time? Be starting something new while having a current business. It's exciting. Um, 
it, it, it keeps you busy, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the nice thing about it is because part of my business, you know, I have the art studio where people come in and they do their own things, mm-hmm. but I also am an artist, so I make things, and I've, I've experienced the vendor fairs and the pop-up yeah. things and things like that. So this is sort of a branch of what I was already doing that mm-hmm. I'm offering to other people, so I understand it, and I understand what people are looking for. Um, so it's it's not super different, but it is a different idea, and it's yeah. it's helping other people grow. And so, mm-hmm. it running two businesses at one time, you you have to be committed to it, yeah. <laughs> and really believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it can't I think just be about the money and oh, this is something that's going to make mm-hmm. me money. You have to believe in what you're doing so that you want to work. As yeah. much as you do with mm-hmm. two businesses, especially I think to push through because there's always going to be those tough times until you push through. If the motivation is only the the dollars coming in, then you're not going to push through the tough. No. Be like, All right, dollars stop coming in. I'm, I'm yeah. You got to be able to push through because then there is there often is that period where you emerge and then suddenly the growth is just right is there. Right, and and this is a a business where the networking opportunities to work with other mm-hmm. people and to see other businesses grow mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff is huge and it's a huge benefit to the community when you have other entrepreneurs who are coming in and who are doing these mm-hmm. things and who are helping grow the economy and offering more to the community you're you know it's it's sort of an amenity for your town that look we have more and more of these things that are being available mm-hmm. for people absolutely well like you said it brings every new business brings a potential new clientele who then right. like you said walks up and down matches oh I didn't know this was here, or yep. I didn't know that was in Orange. Yeah. And before you know it, now they're they're shopping at all the other businesses that are there. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm kind of thinking about your local link, and I'm like, that would be actually perfect for downtown Charlottesville because there's a lot of retail spaces available now, and there are a lot of small local entrepreneurs. I mean, you could tell whenever yeah, you go to like the too. farmers market yeah. here on Saturday, either Ixark or um, what's what's the other one called? Oh, the city market. The city market. Yeah. There's a lot of little local like vendors, and I sometimes I wonder, I'm like, what do they do in the winter? You know, yeah. because they're all out in the summer, but then come winter time, they're not there. Exactly. And there's just so much space available downtown that I would love to see something like that happen here, which is like a little space where you have like a couple different vendors, mm-hmm. maybe each day or each week, kind of like maybe rotate a little yeah. bit and just yeah. give them opportunities to continue to, to grow even during the the off season. Yeah, and. You know, it's. I've also offered to people and had some people say, I want to say that I'm going to be there, you know, the first Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. And so they know, and so then they can build up that client base yes. where people know, okay, hey, it's that first Monday, I got to get out there and see, mm-hmm. you know, so and so because that's when they're in Orange and that's when I can go see them in a storefront. And so it allows them to build up more of that customer base and then they tell their friends mm-hmm. and there's some reliability there because, again, the vendor markets are great. Orange doesn't have the Seville market and the X market mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. And so having that opportunity to have a consistent place where people mm-hmm. know you're going to be, yes. um, that's, that's huge for those small vendors as well. And I would love to see something like this everywhere. Um, I think the affordability portion of it, you know, in Orange I can offer a different price than mm-hmm. real estate here in Charlottesville is, is available for. Yeah, that's but, true. you know, finding ways to make that work because – that is something that does stifle entrepreneurs is, is the financial burden of finding a space and mm-hmm. and, and being able to do that. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's such a, an amazing idea. So 
is there, are you offering a lot of flexibility in terms of how, even, it sounds like there's flexibility even in terms of how you structure it. It doesn't have to be two weeks in a row. It can no. be kind of different days. And Yeah, whatever works for people and that we can work into the schedule and really make work. You know, if you want to be there and say, hey, from 9 to 12 on the third Wednesday morning, this is where I'm going to be. We'll make that work because maybe that's when your people are out and they're doing stuff. If you want to be there in the evening or a full day, a weekend, however it's going to work. My goal here is to meet the business where they are and help them take it to whatever the next level is for them. So that's, I'm completely flexible in it. It's it's a space that's just sitting there. You know, if, if it's somebody who has a, a sort of class that they want to teach on something mm-hmm. that they're doing, um, you know, like a flower arranging class and say, you know, hey, I sell flowers, you can come buy some bouquets, or I can show you how to arrange them yourselves. Now they have the space to do this and they can utilize that space. Also, for it's that. a really flexible space it's within a flexible as space. well. It can yeah. be storefront, but also yep. like class format. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, to show the different aspects of your business and. Yep. And, it's, and maybe try out new things. Even if you're an existing business that maybe has like an, an online clientele or something, right. you can explore a new aspect or a new product or a new way of reaching people yeah. in a physical space. Yep, yep. That's pretty, that's, that's neat. Uh, Johnny Ornella is sharing the show this morning. Uh, Stacy Chapman from Westwind Flowers is watching. Stacey. Elizabeth Yup, she's joining us. <laughs> she's trying, she, I think, yeah, she's been on as well. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Elizabeth Erpy. Uh, was watching the show this Which morning, one? so thank you. <laughs> Elizabeth Irby with a Z, the nurse. <laughs> Elizabeth Irby is watching the show this morning. You gotta be careful. You can't just say I that. Know, I can't just say that anymore. I can't just say that anymore. So, out of curiosity, Jess, would you say there are things you kind of learned from, like ha- having painted orange for a few years now, that kind of helped to say, okay, this is what I can do when I go and create local link. Yeah, it's. Helping people see that flexibility is the key. And again, that's a huge part of what the CIC entrepreneurship class talks about is the ability to meet your customers where they are and be willing to to change what you're doing so that it's it's working a different way. And so offering that to people and being able to say, you know, I, I built my business and I've come through this and it's a process that I've gone through and I understand. And so I can help you with those frustrations and I can talk to you as someone who's gone through it and who's still going through it. Because I think the camaraderie of entrepreneurship means a lot to people. You know, you can go and you can listen to a professor talk or you can take a business class, and those are fantastic, and I am in no way saying people shouldn't do that, because you should. You need to understand business. But it's that peer-to-peer support that you get from somebody saying, God, you know, I really struggled with this over here. Can I offer you some insight and something that helped me? Yeah. It works, you know, and and maybe pushing people a little bit outside their comfort zone and going, no, try the thing that you think is nobody's going to like. Try it. Give it a shot and do it one time. You know, throw the spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks Mm -hmm. and and go from there with it. You never know. You never know. I mean, that that is one of the most beautiful things, to be honest. To this day, I'll still have people I meet with a seat that from CIC that were in lecture class. And the number one thing they talk about you know, it's it's very rarely like, oh yeah, my great, my favorite part was like this particular lecture or right. this particular activity. It's always like, 
oh yeah, you got to bring on. You know, I had these three people in my work group, and yeah. you got to make sure they did on the show too. And yeah. you know, because it's that camaraderie and really the connections and the experiences that you share yeah. that kind of propel everyone to the next level. Yeah, learning about break evens is important. Absolutely. But those those networking connections that you make is is huge. I mean, absolutely. That's right. And just I love that you're you're kind of doing this and taking that because I, I I'm going to be honest. I, I think one of the best benefits of people doing this, even as probably as much so as the space, is probably the opportunity to also work with you. To be honest and and speak, like get I, some I'm, of that. I'm kind of fun to hang of, out with. Yeah. So yeah. It's like getting a free CIC class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then I'm telling them, I'm like, you should be taking a CIC class. Exactly. You know. Um, Which so, you'll yeah. be uh, participating in I now, will the be. new one in Culpeper. Yeah, I get to be a work group leader, so I'm really excited about that. I've been encouraging people. The applications are still being accepted for Orange and Culpeper through the oh. 31st of this month. Um, it'll be out at uh, the Carver Center in Culpeper. So it's having taken it is a fantastic class. I recommend it to anybody who is thinking about starting a business, who has just started a business, the information is just simply invaluable. I mean, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and so I'm really excited to get to be that support for people and and offer what I do know. And just I love brainstorming with people who are coming up with ideas and and trying to find something that fits into their community mm-hmm. to offer something. So I'm I'm super excited for it's, the opportunity. It's so awesome that it's coming to Culpeper. Yeah, through the 31st. Yeah, through the 31st. And, uh, the the class starts on the 22nd of August. It'll be on Tuesday nights. It's going to be fun. So get your applications in. Yeah, check it out. That one's just CICville.org. You can yep. find all the applications. Yep. So you see, you can now do both things. You can join the class, and you can especially reach out to Jess and local agent. And even heck, that, that would probably I'll bet you that's a huge way to help with that customer interview market validation yeah. part of the class. Yeah, and I having you know again been through the CIC stuff. Yeah. If someone is working with CIC, I am offering special rates for them at a discounted price because they are working through that. Yeah. And so that that's just something that I'm offering um, to, so, to people who are going amazing. through that program. So That sounds like a great deal, to be honest. Yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Also, Jess, I mean, it's always good to have you on. I mean, I can't say it enough. I really mean it was like... You're like one of the biggest advocates out there for shopping local, particularly for Orange Culpepper, so that area, and it's just, it's tremendous. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I grew up in Orange. I, I want people to see what the community has to offer, and, you know, it's a, it's a great place to be, and mm-hmm. there's so much stuff happening and, and so many partnerships taking place right now that the more people we have in there making that happen, the, the better it is for everybody. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So where can people... Uh, find get in touch with you, yeah. learn more about it for both Local Ink and Painted Orange. Yeah, so Painted Orange is orangepaints.com is the website. You can email me through there, Jess at Orange Paints. Um, the phone number for me is 540-287-9319. Uh, Local Link's website is locally underscore orange.com. Uh, both businesses are on Instagram, and you can reach out to me in any of those variety of ways. I am always down to talk with people about anything business or creative related. So, Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Thanks to Jim for joining yeah, us. Thanks Absolutely. For really Thank you guys for having All right. me. We'll see you same time next year. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, let's make it an annual thing. Exactly. Exactly. Take care. Good to have you on. Oh, and, uh, another shout out here. Thank you, Michelle Johnson Hubble, for uh, watching the show this morning. 
Always appreciate it. That was a very creative idea, local life. Yeah. So, you so know, just so, to kind of have so. like a little space where people can come and kind of test, test their clientele, see what works, see what doesn't, you know? Yeah. So that would be interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I just really I also love another really great uh, person who uh, in our community who helps other businesses, Johnny Lunella, sharing the program, watching the show today and sharing it. So he's the owner of El Mariachi uh, at Zion's Crossroads. Always, he's always out there also helping Mm-hmm. Helping other business people get started, entrepreneurs get started. So glad to have uh, him watching the show this morning. Amigo del programa, as we'd like to say. <laughs> and from one great. Local, now we're doubling up. And now, now we're we got doubling two. up from one great, really great person in our community to two great people in our community. <laughs> we are super excited to have on the show this morning Scott Cunningham. He's the director of operations and Josh Lankford. He is the instructor at the Living Earth School. Scott, Josh, thanks so much yeah, for thank joining you for us. Coming this on today. Thanks. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, excited. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, Nick, uh, who sets up a lot of our interviews, that shout out to Nick Lesurpi. He, uh, he helps uh, us get many of our amazing guests. I was sharing the, the website and I was just, I was kind of just exploring it for like half an hour last night <laughs> oh hey oh look at that look at that and, and then you find all of the programs and you're like oh, I, wanna like, oh, I, I want to do that I want to do that I want to do that I'm telling you I was staying before the show I was on the previous programs I'm like dang it dang it dang it so I, but uh, some of them hopefully will be back so the good news is they do they, they're sick they, they come, come back, back right. well we'll exactly. pressure you into bringing them back don't worry that's, that's right we'll keep you when's it coming back when's it coming back every day when's it coming back so I mean maybe for those who haven't met you before each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you first became involved with uh, the Living Earth School. I'll let you go first. You I'll start. start. Yeah, sure. So uh, it was in the pandemic, and I met Hub and Kate, who were the founders of the Living Earth School from 2002, and there was just a lot of transition going on. Mm-hmm. And I came in, because I'm more of a business operations person, financial person, so I came in to help guide them to a transition into a nonprofit. And then restructure the business model because there was a lot of, um, it's traditional in the outdoor industry, very seasonal work. People work here, then they're out of job, they work there. And so we wanted to transition this to a permanent uh, professional organization that could support the staff, which we've done. And that's kind of been my role over the last two and a half years is restructure the programs, the offerings, and um, yeah, structure up all that. Money, and just yeah. help out. Just help the transition. So, and then I, um, I was actually mine's a little bit more serendipitous and crazy. <laughs> I I grew up out west. I was in Utah, and I was actually a public school teacher in Wyoming for several years. And then same story. COVID hit. I found myself in Virginia for a different job that closed down, but through some pretty awesome events, I met this guy at a Panera Bread over on Barracks and offered me a job because I had years and years and years of river trip experience and we wanted to expand the river trip program and after he offered me that job he's like oh well do you want a year-round job too and I was like yes I need need a job all the time Scott (laughs) and so I also became one of their full-time instructors way back when too that was three years ago yes three and a half years ago the place he went to go work I had worked at previously but it shut down due to the COVID and so the owner so. called me and said, hey, I got a guy you should talk to. Is it two weeks? And job? so it's just people helping out people. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the yeah, connections, absolutely. which is beautiful. Yep. So what are some of the, if you had to say, like, what is the Living Earth School? What is, like, how um, do you describe it? We were talking about this this morning, and that's actually a question we get a lot around Seville, because there's always that, everyone's always heard of Living Earth School, but mm-hmm. everyone's like, it's an outdoor school, but nobody's really ever looked into it. And I always tell people, like, you think about the stories that your grandparents told you about how they'd go out behind the house and play around in the woods mm-hmm. and do those kinds of things and all the wonderful lessons they learned out there. We're teaching children how to do that. Mm-hmm. 
children from ages 5 to 95, we teach children of all ages how to do those things. There's a lot more to it than just that, but that's the simple one of like yeah, just, just the out, just the nature is a wonderful place to be, and it's okay to learn that it is a beautiful place to be. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the yeah. core components of that run around survival. So fire, food, shelter, water. Yeah. And so there's a survival element to it. Then also there's just the connecting with nature, mm-hmm. understanding your place in nature, in the living earth, and mm-hmm. how the living earth provides for every living being. Yeah. Our, actual motto, right. and yeah, so, our actual motto is um, connect with nature and journey into the heart. And so mm-hmm. like usually our normal programs, we have several programs, um, systems that we have. The bulk of our programs people actually find are our summer camp programs, which mm-hmm. are running right now. I actually had to take the day off to be out here with you guys. We'll be back out there in the heat later. But, um, but that's the bulk of it. And we do summer day camps for families who they bring their kids in and they pick them up at the end of the day. But during the day, they're out running around in the trees. They're learning how to light fires. Um, I had just taught a class. I was teaching kids how to fish, but the big hang-up with living air school is I don't let them bring fishing poles. So they've got to make their own fishing poles, their own fishing line, and their own fishing hooks and, and catch fish. They caught a couple of fish last week. Um, yeah, so that's better than sneaking skills. <laughs> We teach sneaky We can work with you, Michael. Yeah. Uh, then, I, I, I want to learn how to make my own fishing pole. <laughs> Show to the Living Earth School camp. <laughs> that, was a, that was a weird Do I still fit the age? Do I still fit um, the age group? Are you program? less than 95? Uh, less than 95. We have our yeah, adult programs. Yeah, we have adult Actually, programs. Actually, yeah. we take people with that. Yeah, that's true. We do. We do. So, uh, what was the oldest participant we ever had? I think 86. 86. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really, there's no age that you kind of... You can connect yeah. with connect nature with, yeah. at any point. At any age. But yeah, so we like to talk about... The, there's a lot of... There's a lot of going into nature, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of understanding. So yeah. some of our best adult programs are wild edibles. Walking through and learning oh. what's edible, how it's edible... Yes. Mushroom foraging is a huge one. We have people that are specialists in mushroom foraging that basically can teach you what to look for and what to not look for and things of that nature. And then I teach so, a class on yeah. um, just cooking over just a campfire. And the only tool we really have is uh, like a cast iron skillet and a couple mm-hmm. sticks and a shovel. So um, we also, our, our main, or the one that most people hear about with our adult programs outside of workshops is our Living Earth Adult Foundation program, which is... It goes on during um, the fall, winter, and spring, and it's one weekend a month. And it's kind of funny. There's several adults that have gotten into that program because they were trying to sign their child up for a program. Mm -hmm. And then they realized a little down the road that it was an adult one, and they're like, oh, no, I guess I have to go to living or school now. (laughs) Um, Had a really funny story about that one. But uh, that's our main bulk adult one outside of the workshops, which those workshops are usually weekend workshops or one-day workshops mm-hmm. that you can find. And so website. what does that one entail when, when adults come for like a weekend? Um, with the adult one, those ones are, they're more set up like what the children experience, but obviously we're working more with the older children of mm-hmm. um, past 18 years old. And so they're learning those same things that they've seen. A lot of them have seen their children. There's a lot of adults that will sign up for it because they're just ex- they mm-hmm. want to experience it. But a lot of them have children in the programs, and they've always been curious. And so they're learning those exact same things: how to light fire without a lighter, or matches, mm-hmm. how to build a shelter and spend a night out in the woods in a shelter that they built out of sticks and leaves in the winter. In the winter wow. time, yeah. Um, yeah. 
to playing those same games that they teach that we do with children, learning how to do sit spot, which is one of our huge core routines that we do at Living Earth School. All of the stuff that we do with the children, Living Earth School Adult Foundation is what we do with the older children, the adults in, in the community. So. I'm surprised. There's so many. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many things <laughs> so, there are for Yeah, we, we, we love, I love the one where we don't just teach them how to build a fire. They have nothing to build a fire with. So they have to go out and then figure out how to make the bow. The bow, the string, the, um, the pieces that they need. A lot of, especially the teens, when we work with the teens when we're doing bow drill fires, um, they spend a lot of the time trying to figure out which wood um, actually works for this, which that's kind of our, shh, don't tell the children, this is kind of the sneaky way we teach a living our school, is that we don't tell them which ones actually work. They have to go figure out which ones do work. Mm. And then they got to figure out what that what actually was, and so then they're spending an hour. I had a I had a teen yesterday actually was standing underneath a big oak tree, just to prove one of the instructors wrong that it was in fact a pin oak, not a scarlet oak. And he spent an hour there because he had learned so many trees just from trying to figure out which ones work the best for lighting a fire. But it's very practical. They have to learn all about the different types of woods, the different types of trees, the different types of materials because it's part of surviving and getting to what they want. They want to start a fire. It's a huge deal. We do a big celebration when they create a coal and a bigger celebration when they create a fire. But they have to have the what do I need to Mm -hmm. learn to make that happen? And we're just like, yeah, there's a lot of wood out there. Which one? (laughs) one You're going to need three different pieces for three different, the friction and such. So, you know, it's all different, but it's all that structure is a curiosity Mm -hmm. and joy-driven. It's not information download. Mm-hmm. It's stoking yeah. curiosity, stoking joy. I, I also like that because it almost looks like problem solving. It is. You know, like in life, like sometimes mm-hmm. as this generation, as we kind of go with the internet, we don't really learn how to problem solve, mm-hmm. to figure things out. We just kind of say, oh, what's the answer? Like, oh, what's the Google? What's the best tree to start a fire? How do I start a fire? YouTube video. But no, here you're kind of out there in the wilderness, have to kind of use your brain, think, say, okay, now this, this, this this wood's not working. Okay, all right, let me try to find out which tree works right. best. Right. I, and that's why that's we don't really allow great. phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no phones. Well, that and you don't get service at any anyway. But, uh, uh, no, if you've got an education background in you, um, the type of teaching we actually use is, it's a type of Socratic teaching. I like to joke that it's Socratic teaching um, painted green. It's called coyote mentoring. Um, but that's a lot what it is. Is I, I had a, a child once say that she loved living her in school so much because the instructors never gave her a straight answer. <laughs> um, one of my favorite one of my favorite jokes to play on the kids is they'll they'll find a plant they'll identify the plant and they'll identify it correctly and then I will spend an hour with them telling them that they are horribly horribly wrong. They get so frustrated and have to pull out the books and show big red. But that's, that's what the kids call me. No, no, no. This is in fact. Yarrow that I have right here, I can prove it to you. This is what the leaf looks like. And you're like, oh, God, dang it, I was wrong. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's good as it kind of gets them also to build. You want them to build the confidence that when, in fact, they have the information they need to, to be, they're yeah. not second-guessing themselves. Yeah, saying, and, and they're also building that confidence to actually be like, yeah. no, I know this, and this is why I know this. Yeah, thing. it's the like, supporting of it. Yeah, it's not because yeah. some guy off in the woods told me that that was a crap cracked cat polypore mushroom it was because I saw that mushroom and I looked through that book for an hour and a half trying to figure out which one it actually was before I discovered it and I can also tell you that it's really good for building fires 
So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So are there out of curiosity because you have so you've got some programs for for kids, some for adults. Are there some family programs where people we, kind of can do things with their kids or? They're not as common. We're currently working on a few. Like I told you about um, the cooking class that I taught mm-hmm. in the spring. And one thing that we found with that cooking class, actually, we had quite a lot of families that, at the time, it was an adult class, but we had a lot of requests for, can I bring my children to this one? Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're looking more and more into that one. Currently, it's more split off into we have our, our we, we start at five years old with our stepping stones. Um, and then we have our day camps, which go till, I mean, they can be there until they're 17, 17 technically. Yeah. But usually they're there until 10, 11, 12, and then they move into Earth Roots, which is our overnight camps, and then... You have our teen programs, our winter teen programs, teen apprenticeship, which is likely for teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have teenager groups and all that. But mostly for the most part right now it's split up, but we are working on merging those. More with the children. The children merge back and forth. But yeah. um, but we, we are looking at holding more workshops that are like, bring this. there's no reason a child can't learn how to cook an egg over a fire on a scout. Mm-hmm. So. And we actually had some kids come along with the mushroom classes. So the parents are like, I want my kids along. And so right. they're so bringing seven and eight, nine-year-olds along not, with them. Yeah. And so we're not, we're not rigid. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to deny somebody <laughs> the experience to learn what We're, we're very because, family and community. And we, we're working on the family side. Thing. It is a challenge. Um, we have, um, we've been looking at that a little bit more because we have so many families that come from out of state for our summer programs. Yep. So all the East Coast, I think our farthest away was Maine, Massachusetts, wow. North Carolina, we New York. Florida. Yeah, we have Flor- oh, we Florida. Oh, Florida. Yep, that's right. One of the river trips. Um, so we have people coming all over to this area. And so they basically, a lot of them come in with an RV or they Airbnb it, and then the parents are looking for stuff to do. So we, of course, here's all your hikes and all this other stuff. But um, trying to coordinate active families is something we're working on. But, oh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. neat. Well, so what's all the different variety for the, because the kids, there's such a variety. So it sounds like there's, there's some that involve overnight or there's some that are like, how long can they go for and what are the right. different... Like how would it differ between the youngest and the teens? And um, so it depends on the program. Most of our, our trips, if they're an overnight trip, they go for one-week blocks. We have had families. Um, I have this loving story of this one kid who would always end up on the wait list for expeditions or river trips and our hiking trips, and you'd show up, and you'd just be standing there, and you'd ask them, did they tell you you were coming to this one? go, no. Uh, so we'd, we'd have people come for three, four, four weeks three, in a yeah. row, but generally... Our, he'd enjoyed it. He loved being there. He just didn't know he was going that day. Um, <laughs> but generally, they, they run for one-week blocks. The river trips run from Sunday, Sunday to Friday. Friday. The hiking trips also do Sunday to Friday. Sunday to Friday. We wow. do Sunday drop-offs for our expeditions for teens and children because it's a lot easier for parents to get their kids there on yeah. a Sunday on and Sunday. pick them up on a Friday. If we do Monday to Friday, sometimes they're trying to juggle it's hard on time off. Yeah. Um, and, and surprisingly, a lot of parents want to meet who they're going to be sending these kids a, off with. Amazing. What a yeah. shock. The wilderness. Shock. Yeah, I see this guy. <laughs> he's, like, he's been in the wilderness. Yeah, he clearly looks like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't even know well, he has a home. <laughs> but that's important. You know, yeah. most of our staff are professional outdoors mm-hmm. people. They so are. they come mm-hmm. with at many, many years of experience, wilderness um, certifications. I've got wilderness first aid, um, we have people with the CPR, all of that. I also have, with river trips, I'm working with river trips, I do swift water rescue. Um, any of the staff that you run into, even though there's this magic that we create for the children um, of this idea, I had a staff member who was a kid say that his favorite thing about LAS growing up is it always seemed like the instructors had no idea what they were doing and it was just an adventure, <laughs> but you actually get to meet them as an adult, and they do. It's just that little magic that's hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have 
um, professionally educated staff all the way through, and they've got wilderness first aids. We have several wilderness first responders. I'm Swiftwater, me and Laura both Swift, uh, Swiftwater Rescue Trained and for River so is Kelly. But yeah, so it's, and Kelly it's, and like yeah, we, so it's, the, what yeah. we're doing here is really what we're trying to oppose is all these kids and all these parents that come through it, they can then go and do it on their own safely. Yes. And so one of the barriers we found was equipment. Yep. So what we've done as a nonprofit is now we provide all the equipment, the tents, the canoes, the PFDs, the sleeping bags, the sleeping pads, the the backpacks. So we provide all that for free. So now we're trying to lower the barrier so people can say, oh, I don't know if I'd like backpacking. Well, come on one of our trips, spend every week, and you don't have to put out $900. You don't have to go get the super expensive backpack. You can just show up. We can get you what you need. And we'll take you through it. And then from there, if you would love to know more, we can show you the ones that you do want to get. We can point you in the right direction, what outfitters you want to go through, that kind of stuff. Or sometimes people are like, I only want to go hiking through Living Your School, or I only want to go on a river trips with them. That's yeah. okay, too. Most sometimes, of our kids, yeah. a lot of our instructors are former campers that yep. grew up and have gone wow. through the program. So we have... Um, Anna, our office manager, started at Living Earth School when she was seven. She's 27. So she went through the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. So the experience level of the people that are at our camps is very high and very consistent from the culture that Hub and Kate so carefully manicured into the existence of the community. And so it's just really something that's it's just not normal it's just a different environment that there's so much knowledge through everybody and they just Mm -hmm. believe in in it so much so it's really a big one that's really what it adds to confidence to the parents like yeah you're 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 not just like as much as your kid will come back and tell you yeah i taught the instructor stuff and you really sending your kids even if it's like a river trip or something on with someone who knows exactly what to do and, and we let and we and we do communicate that to parents too. Of like, you may hear that your child's like, my instructors know what they're doing. I'm like, no, 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 that's that's on purpose. <laughs> so our homeschool program, which goes from September through to April and early May, that's where we actually have one day a week where we have anywhere from 24 to 30 homeschool students coming for a full day of education. Once a week. Once a week yep. for 30 weeks. And then most of those people, when they start, when they first get in, which it starts older, it's at eight, but they usually stay until they're mid-teens. So they have, we have a curriculum and a development program where they can achieve and grow through the program. Yeah. And, and, and the, they stay until they're mid-teens. They stay in the homeschool program until they're mid-teens. We see them in the summer programs. Yeah, and, and then, then they do expeditions. They and then they start working for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that's, that's a huge opportunity to be able to you know when you're homeschooling your kids be able to say and but to have them then introduced to new aspects and things that they wouldn't you yes. can't teach them in a house right. you had you can't even teach them that in a public school building right, right. you have to actually go out and 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 learn that in nature it's you can't yeah. fake it in a in a classroom no one of yeah. the best one of the best teachers of fire is the winter part of our program is when that child is cold <laughs> you got to go find wood to make the fire there's no bad weather yeah. just a poor choice of clothing yep, <laughs> yep. so what would you say are some of the cuz obviously there's the practical benefits but what have you found in terms of both the kids either the kids or the adults you can speak to both the other the benefits 
to just your personal growth from spending um, time in and lear- and understanding nature. Better. I I think the biggest one. I think the one that sold me because I, I was hired three years ago and I came from an entirely different background. I don't have the same story that Anna does, which is here since she was seven. Um, but the thing that sold me on it that I was seeing in the kids um, was they'd come into the program. And I started working with the homeschooled children first, which is kind of weird for our program. (laughs) I came in backwards. Um, But I was working with these children, and the one I started to notice first and most obviously was how much they started to pay attention to the world around them. Mm -hmm. You would see them just stop in a trail and go like, oh, there's an indigo bunting flying through trees right there. Mm -hmm. Never would have noticed it before that. Like I even think of my own childhood, Al, you just kind of like, bulldoze your way through a trail like Mm -hmm. the whole point of a hiking trip is to get to the end and a lot of these children are starting to see like this is a wonderful beautiful place and realizing that the best playground that you can find is the one that the planet already gave to you Mm -hmm. and um, those are the big ones Um, we have seen children grow from I I had a parent that was struggling they had um, they were struggling with the behavior in the household actually and they signed us up kind of for a different reason, and over a few weeks, the child, they spent more and more and more time outside, and they actually came up to me and said, we really appreciate that you did this. We were like, I was just trying to tell them what kind of tree that was. But um, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of growth from the kids just from being in the place that we all came from and that we all appreciate and enjoy, and that's one of the biggest ones. The other stuff, like knowing which tree is which, is just kind of an added benefit. But we've seen a lot of growth just personally from children. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah we just did a... Uh, um, a trial program or a test program with um, the Charlottesville High School uh, with Tina Vasquez, who's the English as a Second Language teacher. We did a 10-week program where we took one of our instructors in, and in her class were 14 kids with 11 different languages. So the challenge with that was she's like, I need to get them in nature because her kids go to our program. She's yeah. they need. And so our instructor actually took our program and the, over time had to kind of create it so it was language independent. It wasn't dependent on language at all. Yes. And put them in nature and then had them do things, journaling, writing, um, drawing, tracking, um, identification. And she said the first few days, it was kind of like, eh, they didn't like being out there. They didn't yeah. know. They, they were like, it was to them it was unsafe. They came yeah. from different parts of the country. They don't know what animals are in the woods they don't know what trees are poisonous it's all foreign but by the end she said halfway through all the phones stopped coming out it just started and then it started and then she knew it was really awesome when they were coming up to her saying look i drew this track what's that what's that animal what's that raccoon yeah so (laughs) they were asking for information and they wanted to know information, and they were asking, is he, back? is he coming back? Is he coming back? So they did end, and they instantly said, is he coming back? And wow. so we're trying to work with that to see if there's some way we can get a program into the schools because there's studies and studies that show the behavior, the conflict, yeah. it drops. The inner, inner peace, yeah, that's, that's part of our sit spot, when, teaching. slowing down, yeah. I think, in many ways, we're down. so fast-paced. When you got the, the phones, that you just everything comes at you a mile a minute, and your your attention span shrinks. But you ha- you know that your attention span just I think naturally Thanks. begins to expand, and you, you just slow down. I think you're better off 
then when you come back to out of nature, you, you're better off for having that slower yeah. pace. You got to realize what it is, the things that's worth worrying yeah. about. And that's true for children, too. Actually, one of our uh, huge benefits of becoming a nonprofit over the last couple of years has been the ability to get grants to get uh, scholarships. scholarships for families that may not be able to afford living or school. Um, so you can, that's mostly a stock question. Yeah, so we started, um, we've, we've gotten several grants from some very strong institutions here locally, and we've been able to have um, families join us. So we go in and we have a family of five, White now plus other kids. So there's financial aid that helps families come in. There's families that come for a full ride. ride. But um, we expect this is the third year that that family has been coming. And next year we expect that that one of the oldest in the family wants to work with us. And he wants to come and work for the summer. So now we can give him an opportunity to learn how to instruct, how to, you know, have more awareness of group dynamics, how to manage groups, how to plan, run expeditions. And a lot of the expeditions are a blast because there's so much about growing and it's, yeah, most communal of responsibility. Because a lot of our expeditions are not necessarily easy ones either. Our river trip actually runs 63 miles over five days. Uh, five days on water, it's a six-day trip. Um, and the amount of, like, you get through three days, especially on the river trip, our second day is so long. And you get the kids that are just like, oh, my gosh, why did I sign up for this? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and at the end of the trip, watching them go from... Why am I here? I'm sitting in this hot, hot sun all day. The water's right there, but I don't really jump in it to... They get to the end of the trip, and everybody's a friend. And they've done something amazing. They've done something hard. And then yeah. they go home, and they realize, like, oh, homework's not so bad. I can get through that. Yeah. <laughs> AC 63 miles. not <laughs> so bad. Have a little appreciation for the dinner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's not tortillas. It's not tortillas or something they burnt. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you, Sydney Chitalis, watching. Elizabeth Derby says... So key on the, um, on the, especially if they're the uh, ESL kids, the foreign kids. Yep. She, had, she knows sometimes from people they have different experience. Like she knew someone who was from Burma, and he had a great fear of any river because he said rivers always have leeches. So yeah. to be able to learn, no, they, this is this river does it's not. Okay. <laughs> this, this river you can approach. This, yep. Avoid that. That's what you have to look out yep. for. It brings a new level Big. of comfort because it's. You get out of an experience where no, all rivers have leeches. To yeah. you can actually feel comfortable and explore these things here. It feels no like way. home. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, we have we have one children our child in our homeschool program that when he first started showing up, he wouldn't sit down the whole day. He was so desperately afraid of the bugs and the critters mm-hmm. and the spiders. And then over the course of about a year, he's moved into like it's not. He'll roll around in mud puddles. He'll run through. He just. He just checks his for ticks a little bit more yeah. than other kids do but for most part he's a little Which bit happier good. outside and realize that like yeah. oh this place is not as scary as I th- I had painted the picture yeah. in my brain I don't think anybody grows up being told that outside is scary but it can time, look like a scary place mm-hmm. and just being able to go out there and realize that I can be safe here this is mm-hmm. actually it becomes a safe place for a lot of people just being outside so that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. So, gentlemen, it's been so fantastic. Where can people, if people want to sign up for something, learn more about it, see all the different classes, what's the best way to find out more and sign up? The best place for information is the website at livingearthva.org. Um, there is also a phone number that's in your 434 You can text that number or call. <laughs> yeah. But definitely on our website, there's a place to sign up for our newsletter. That is how we do all of our announcement of programs coming. 
So before it goes public, it goes out to our newsletter. So you want to get on that because the um, programs uh, do we, fill up. We have a lot great. of parents that sit there with the refresh button on January 1st waiting for those programs. <laughs> so you, want to, you want to know. Yeah. You, you've got to get you there. You've got to be ready. Yep. Awesome. So livingearthva.org and sign up for the newsletter. Is the best data. There you go. Thanks so much for having us. No, Josh. Thank, Thank you for coming so on and sharing. Really love Thanks. Hearing about it. Mm -hmm. so Thanks. Thanks. need to Thanks, go sir. show some children how to make plaster casts. There you so. go. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Tracking. There yeah, you go. Awesome. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank today. you for coming on. Appreciate it. That was... didn't cost you viewership. No, <laughs> no, no. You increased it. Don't worry. Other way around. Yeah, that was that was great. That was lots of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, always see stuff like this is always. That, that really touched me too because I've always been one about like oh I feel like children and even adults in this generation need to kind of like connect to, to nature to more so i'm glad hearing that there's something like the living earth out there that I know. kids and young adults and even older adults will be able to uh kind of like become a part of and yeah. be able to uh reconnect i probably need nature. something i'm probably i'm that kid with the, the bugs i'm like that's probably me <gasps> that fly what is oh, that oh, is oh, there a fly. snake here what is that well no snake is a legit Okay. Warrior. Yeah, he's probably talking about like so. little beetles, a little gnat, a fly, a bee. That's true. So I probably need uh, some some training that way. But yeah. your point is, just it's it's good to to just slow down and, and appreciate. And like you like and, you were talking about, especially in this technological era that we're living in, for kids to kind of just detach from that and then yeah. go into nature. No phones, no internet, mm -hmm. no electronics in sight, no video games or phone yeah. games. You're just you. Nature, you got to go from point A to yep. point B. It's well, going to be hot sometimes. It's going to be. Because you're working at something yeah. together. And you're, there's an obstacle to overcome. Yeah. And then at the end of the journey, you're like, wow, I did this. Like, I went from, I went 60 miles on a river, yeah. you know, for five days without a phone, without knowing what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. I accomplished this. So yeah. I think that's pretty great. That is pretty neat. Fantastic. Well, it's been a great show. A very good show. Well, thanks for, for being on it with no, me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, let's read. Got some great guests coming on as well. We're going to have um, Angela's going to be joining us from the Franklin Estate, mm -hmm. as well as George Hodson from Veritas Vineyard and Winery is going to be coming on. So we got some great guests uh, coming on next week as well. Big shout out. Thanks to everyone who commented and, and had some great questions and comments this morning, but none of those Sydney Chitalos. Uh, we got Elizabeth Derby, John Blair, Johnny Ornelas. Thanks for, mm -hmm. for liking and sharing the show. So really appreciate everyone who, who tuned in this morning. We love your, your comments, your questions. Be sure to send us any entrepreneurs, nonprofits, mm -hmm. people you know that you would love to have featured on the show, and we will make sure to get them on. Get them on today, manana. So really appreciate that all. Of course, appreciate Judah behind the camera, the Isle of Civil Network. Uh, big thanks to Emergent Financial Services for presenting us, and of course our amazing partners at uh, Miguel and Chick from Credit Serious Insurance, Matias Sion Realty, Castle Hill Cider, and Ford Adelante. Thanks for being on with me, Michael. Oh, thank you for having me, Alex. It was fantastic. Thank you all for watching us this morning. Stay cool out there. Mm -hmm. Best of luck in the next uh, few days. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the sun, at least, even if it's pretty hot. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you all next week. But until that time, as we like to close it out on the show, hasta mañana.